tougher than a fighter. Cause all my life I've been fighting. Never felt a feeling of comfort. All this time I've been hiding. And I never had someone to call me up. No, I'm so used to sharing. Love only left me alone. But I met one way of the silence. I found peace in your violence. Can't show me there's no point in trying. I met one. Hello everybody, I hope you're doing well. I'm your host today. My name is Abraham Kasongo and um, I'm having a very special guest on stage today. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine. Alright, I hope you are comfortable today. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> so, would you please introduce yourself? Um, I'm Lynn Tashinga Chipati. I'm a student here at Africa University. I'm doing agribusiness management and I'm in my third year. All right, third year student. Thank you for accepting to be here and share with our followers. All right, Yaho, so thanks for choosing us today. Um, we are talking on a very interesting topic today and now it's ask you to just stay online with us so chill us so um mental health is still an emerging topic in our society as young people we need to talk more about it how relevant do you think therapy is therapy or counseling is in our society um we Unlike times like in the 90s, we're living in a generation where there's a lot of social media mm -hmm. and there's a lot of, there are a lot of standards of what is cool, what is good, what is nice, um, what is beauty, what is being sure. ugly and all of those things. Mm -hmm. So I feel like um, therapy and counseling is a vaccine for that pandemic. I take social media as a pandemic. Why? Because it's spread so wide. Like old people, young kids as young as three years are affected by it. Old people as old as 65 are affected by it. So I usually like calling social media a pandemic, which we can actually deal with. And I feel like counseling and therapy is one of the best vaccines we can ever use for it so i feel like um because this generation and the social media age gen z and everything has given people reason to be insecure reason to stress to be in depression depression in our generation is at a higher rate than in the past why because um, people are constantly comparing themselves to other people always questioning if they're worthy of life and all those things mm -hmm. and i think that having a therapist will help you realign with who you are because therapists are professionals right. they're psychologists they know how your character is structured they know how you're supposed to function as a person so they teach you the uniqueness of your your character so you mm. learn to accept yourself so yeah learning right. to accept yourself mm. that's very interesting but you see now here in africa more of people 
feel like therapy and counseling are things that are made for white people. Why do you think it is so difficult for Africans to embrace it? Yes, Africa, that is, that is the biggest problem we're having here in Africa. Um, African people just not accepting um, therapy and counseling. I think it comes from the myths that we have, um, one of which is men don't cry. Women should be strong and enjoy whatever they go through. I'm very sure we're familiar with the cases where abuse would happen in older generations, like in the 80s, 90s. And women were taught not to talk about it because you're a woman. That's that's how um, your husband shows love. So I feel like Africans are unable to accept that because they've, you know, stuck with their culture, their myths of believing no men should not cry. They shouldn't show weakness. Women are always strong. They enjoy whatever comes their way. And so because we're living according to that myth, we've refused to accept help yeah. and try and change um, from that culture. So I think that's the reason. Alright. You have seen a, a very interesting line that I caught, which was therapy and counseling are a medicine. So it's kind of an antidote to harm the Yeah. So talking about more talking more about yourself, these people are really curious about knowing if you have been in a therapy or a counseling. If you've been into one. Yes, I have, but not more than I want to, hmm. um, because I've al I've also been a victim to this whole Africans not accepting hmm. therapy. My parents um, are very good Christian, spiritual Christians, so they believe more in you know praying about it, going to church, That's right. and it will help. Yes, it does help, but I am for the fact that. Um, as much as we do have the spiritual side of things, I mm. believe that I still have to accept the duality of my being. I'm still human. I'm still flesh. So I've only, you'd be surprised to know, I've only been to one therapy session, like one therapy session. One therapy and session. after that, um, I was forbidden from doing therapy because there's always that statement where if you tell the therapist your information, she will go tell her family, her family will spread it. Yeah. And it's actually, I, I feel pity for especially famous people because okay. how can you get a therapist and you go and tell them like your deepest secret oh. and they keep it to themselves. You know, they'll be itching to like share it with everyone. Do you know this popular person does this and that? So I think, yeah, that's the reason why I would want to actually do more therapy. Hmm. Therapists are really having a hard job, eh? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <Very> <laughs> so, okay. Um, our followers are curious about one thing. They would like to know, like, um, you have said that you've been into only one therapy, right? What led you to that therapy, and would you would you mind to share the nature of the problem that led you to that therapy? Are they tissues? <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, I think one thing that leads to therapy is feeling like you're not yourself. Mm -hmm. um, that's the first thing, like things like depression. Mm -hmm. I've, I've been all my childhood till I was like around 20 there, thereabout. I've, I've had seasonal depression. Like mm -hmm. depression wasn't a surprise for my parents. They just like, ah, she, she's gone back to depression. Oh. Um, simply because I, I grew up very insecure. Mm -hmm. 
um, I come, as I said, I come from a very strict Christian background. So um, judging from the generation we're living in, I was an imposter, mm. as I would like to call it. Um, I was called many names, like Sister Holy, you know, Holy, Holy. Holy One of Israel, <laughs> um, okay. Jesus Rest, and stuff like that. Um, so people would exclude me from almost every activity. Mm. And I went to a girls' boarding school from four one to four. Throughout that time, my parents weren't in the country. So that's another thing that also got me a bit depressed because I had no support system. Mm. And another thing was at that girls' school, you know, people, you know, girls' schools are just typical, guys. <laughs> so um, I was very isolated and that insecurity kind of um, changed. I'm an extrovert by, by nature, okay. but I started noticing I'm becoming more introverted. Mm. I couldn't express myself freely, even with my family. I couldn't open up about anything because I was scared of being judged mm -hmm. just because every time I opened up, I would be judged. Wow. So when I started noticing, I started raging. I started, you know, I was rude for no reason. Wow. I didn't like people. Like I'd always say the statement, I don't like people, like human beings. Anyway. You just wanted to be on I just wanted, line. yes, I just wanted to be on my own. And the crazy thing that would actually, I like expose that mm -hmm. is that whatever classroom i'm in be it from four months till upper six if i get into a new classroom i'll choose a corner a corner desk when you're alone where i'm alone like i'll make sure my desk is in a corner where even if someone gets in the class they don't see me just make so sure you isolate i isolate myself i didn't want to be seen because i felt like um if someone sees me they're just going to be like ah, you know and i always had this question where I'd meet very good people, mm. like even friends, just random strangers that are really nice. But I'd always ask myself, how long will it take them until they don't like me? So when I noticed that, I was like, no, this is not me. I really need to see someone. I really need to talk to someone. Mm. Understand. Yeah. Okay. I see. Wow, this this was very deep. <laughs> <laughs> you really went through a lot. <laughs> okay. As you talk about it, um, what are the symptoms that our followers can look at to identify that they need help? Um, when you're From outside, your own experience. yeah, when you're outside of character, I think we we all watch movies, and there are certain um, movies where you know exactly how this person is supposed to act, but mm. they're acting a bit, you know, offish. Mm. That's exactly how you judge yourself mm. and not judge, but look at yourself and you know try to help yourself mm. because if you know that I'm. Naturally, a person who loves crowds, I'm an extrovert, I love talking to people. Mm -hmm. And you start seeing yourself isolating yourself, with, you know, self-loathing, asking yourself, why do I have a big head? Why do I have this, that, mm -hmm. that? And you not, another main thing, especially for females, I'm mm -hmm. not sure about males, looking in the mirror and you're not happy with yourself to the extent that you really look in the mirror. Because looking in the mirror is... Not only about seeing your physical appearance, yes. that's when you have a conversation with yourself. Yeah. So when you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, that big pimple, oh my gosh, my hair, oh, this, oh, that. You're having a conversation with yourself. That reflection is you talking to yourself. Mm -hmm. So at the moment you see that your conversations with yourself are not healthy, like, you're always like, ah, I'm a disappointment. You know a lot from yourself. So I think that's how you identify, how you talk to yourself and 
how you are with other people because you can't pour out of an empty heart if you don't have love for yourself. Mm. Yeah. The healing process to take because some people say that it's a lifetime process, but what do you think on that? That's that's a really good question. Mm. I, I believe that healing is not about the quantity of time. Mm-hmm. I believe it's the quality of the time. Healing has no period. Um, because we're all different, mm. we're built different, we've gone through different things. Mm-hmm. As much as you might think, um, okay, she went through rape and another person also went through rape, you can't tell each other um, how to go through things. Mm-hmm. Because each person experienced the same thing, might be the same thing, but in a different way. Yeah. So I believe that um, healing has no time, but and also healing is not linear. Mm-hmm. You might heal for one month, the second month you're in shambles you're crying every day and that's okay mm. it's part of the healing process okay. i've always told people if you've gone through something and you know you feel like you're now stronger then one day you're just like i just want to cry mm. lock yourself up cry let it out it's let part it of out. the healing it's okay. not linear it's not supposed to have a method it's just normal exactly because you healing is not for other people it's for yourself and how you genuinely feel mm. Because you're trying to feel better. Exactly. You're yeah. trying to make yourself feel better. Mm-hmm. And you're the only person who knows what you can do for yourself to mm-hmm. feel better. Because not everyone around you understands. And also, um, you going through trauma, it's internal. Not everyone knows what you're going through internally. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's very interesting. This is really helpful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure a lot of people are getting tips from there. Yeah. So, um... You know, past trauma can have a certain function into our present time, you know. Um, if you reached a time where you feel like, okay, right now I'm feeling like my past trauma or whatever, like what has happened before is hurting me or is affecting me. I have, um, yeah, I have, sorry to all my exes, mm-hmm. but relationship wise i've had so much trauma Mm -hmm. i don't know why i I think i need to go to therapy to discover why i kept (laughs) going back into i'm sorry my exes um i i i really had what we call bad luck with relationships like throughout my life Mm. and um I don't know. I would, I would always pick the wrong ones. I don't know why. <laughs> I'd always pick the wrong ones. Oh. And I, one thing about me, which is something I think people really talk about. I come from a very stable family. Mm. My mom and dad have been married for 25 years. 25 years. And I'm 22. So mm. it means they've been together for a very long time. And unfortunately, watching their love story... As a child, growing up, that's what you want to have. Mm -hmm. But you don't really know who to have it with. So I would get into toxic relationships Mm -hmm. and try to make it work like my mom and dad. So I'll tolerate anything um, like cheating and, you know, whatever it would be. I'll just, you know, be strong, you know, till death do his part. I forget that those vows are only for marriage. Mm -hmm. So I would make every relationship work, whatever whatever the person does i'll make it work so that's the past trauma that would always haunt me from relationship to relationship to relationship i would always have the same kind of person just in a different um in a different body Mm -hmm. 
and I still remember um I think you were talking about suicidal thoughts. Yeah, I, yeah. I I don't know how many times I attempted suicide. I don't know how many oh. times I've isolated myself and you know just sat there like I could just, you know, end it right now. Mm. It's a lot of times but because you you when you express it to someone People don't really take it seriously. People think you're looking for attention. That's it. Basically, if someone comes and says, you know, I want to kill myself, people are like, ah, just go. <laughs> In the African yeah. culture, mm-hmm. even if you go to your parents, they're like, ah, if you want to kill yourself, you just go. Mm-hmm. You know, you won't tell anyone. <laughs> but when 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 someone, I, I think this is something for someone out there. When someone says they're having suicidal thoughts, okay. be there for them. It's a cry out for help. So I, w- I ended up being suicidal because in my head I was like, I'm not wanted. Like, why do I keep getting to going through these um, traumatic experiences? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, you were saying that most of the trauma were coming from your past relationship, right? So, if you could find yourself in a relationship now, let's say couples right now, they find themselves in a position like where you are at. They have those trauma that is haunting them, affecting them still. What are the advices that you could give them so that that past trauma does not affect their current relationship? Um, I think talk about things. <clears throat> there's, there's one... Uh, I think one relationship I was in, there was a rule where we don't talk about exes. Okay. Which did not really work in in our favor because I still have the trauma. I still have trust issues. I still have things I went through. So I think number one as couples, talk about your past. Communication. Communication and talk about it. Like there are times where um, your, your, your person, your boyfriend, your girlfriend might be doing something your ex did and now you're angry you're raging and they don't even know that you're raging not because of what they did Mm -hmm. but because you believe that they're doing what your ex did Mm -hmm. so it's very important to talk about what you went through and it doesn't always need to be like your recent ex it could be an ex from three years ago because for me it was just one one toxic ex that just ruined everything for me I think I still remember, um, I once told my mom, I'm not getting married. I'm just going to be Roman Catholic, become a nun. <laughs> just, okay. You know, that's how bad it was. Yeah. And it was a very long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those, it might not be a recent ex, but just asking, what is one um, toxic relationship you've been in that's affected how you see relationships? How can I help you heal from it? Mm-hmm. Because you can't blame a person for going through that trauma. Now that you're in their life, it's your duty. Not really your duty, but it's supposed to be in you because you say you love this person, help them to heal. And how do you heal as much as your ego doesn't want to hear about the aches and whatnot? You know, especially guys, you know, just (laughs) chill, chill a bit. (laughs) Just chill a bit. Hear about what homeboy did, you know, Mm -hmm. and be the better man, you know. How can you be the better man? You know, how can you? better man when you don't know what the previous guy did you know (laughs) so i think we start from there that's that's the only key Mm -hmm. that i've seen that really works people say spend time together you know try to no 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 no. talk about it the only way to deal with the wound is to confront the wound you Mm -hmm. don't now look at another and massage another body body Mm -hmm. part that wound is still there so the best thing is talk about everything before you even go far 
even if you guys are just you know in a talking stage and whatnot express yourself if you're comfortable this is what i went through you know my ex was abusive i had an abusive ex yeah. and you know it was it was lethal it was very bad to the extent that now um i think what affected me was i couldn't open up to him if i would open up you'd get a call from his mom and she'd his be mom. like he's breaking windows what did you do to my son you know and he, at that point i'm like so does it mean we can't we can't talk about things and in relationships you're supposed to talk about things mm -hmm. so after that relationship i didn't open up i just chose not to open up because now i was scared what if he goes and breaks a window and he bleeds to death or something so i think yeah express yourself mm -hmm. and be receptive of whatever that person might say as much as your ego might say no 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 i don't want to hear about exes yeah wow this is a really lifetime experience and yeah, it's very inspiring. Right? Um, last but not least, um, we want to hear from you. We want to get some advices from what you have experienced. Um, how do you think uh, people can take care of their well-being in this depressed generation? Um, I think this goes back to what I said that therapy is a vaccine. Therapy is a vaccine. Therapy is the vaccine and a vaccine is not used when you're not sick. Mm. A vaccine is used way before you get sick okay. um, for you to be immune to it. If you can't go to therapy, have a friend, have a close friend who you're open with, who's open with you so that you, you have that mutual relationship mm -hmm. and talk things through. There's nothing in this lifetime that you can't talk about. Mm. Um, I've I've been one person. I, I really accepted this interview because I've been very passionate about mental health mm. and most importantly, suicide. Because the number of suicide cases nowadays is, it's becoming very scarily normal. Mm. Like someone could wake up and you hear someone killed themselves. You're like, ah, okay. another one tomorrow. And it's not supposed to be like that. Yeah, it's not. So I think don't end things. Mm -hmm. I think this is because this is a vast platform. I'll have this and say this. If you're having suicidal thoughts, don't end things. There's nothing in this lifetime that you can't talk about. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing in this lifetime that you can't experience and no one else has experienced worse or the same thing. I'm not invalidating anyone's... Um, anyone's um, experience or anything like that but talk about things find someone to talk to if you can't afford um therapy there's a website i've been using it's called sevencups.com sevencups.com all okay. right um it has like a a, a, a doll like so it's a doll that you talk to okay and it's i at first when i saw the door i'm like you guys are playing like, why, why would i be talking to this cartoon <laughs> <laughs> but you know the door asks you, you know, valid questions that mm. any friend would ask you. Mm. And, you know, it's going nowhere. Mm. You know, it's just you and the door. Mm. <laughs> You're just talking about life. And yeah. it, it asks you persuasive questions. You get to answer, how are you feeling now? Mm. Okay, why did that hurt you and all of that? You answer all those questions. You express yourself. At least the more you release, you know, it's, it's better that way than keeping things inside and then ending things. Um... Everyone was born with a purpose. Mm -hmm. Everyone has a right to live a legacy. That's true. And you ending things. Trust me, I've tried ending things. But I actually discovered that, no, but 
that's not the legacy I want to leave behind. Mm. When people ask, um, who was Lin Chipati? Nah, she was, let's go by A. She kills herself. I, I don't want that to be my story at the end of the day. I want to live that that legacy. So my advice is get someone to talk to. Get that sevencups.com. Get a therapist. Um, get someone, even if you, you don't have a friend. You know, there are people who are just supportive. They're just people like me. I'm very passionate about mental health and, and stuff like that. And I wouldn't mind someone calling me at 3 a.m. and saying, you know, I'm having suicidal thoughts. Can I just talk to you? Mm. You know, I would. Um, mm. I still remember I had one scenario. Um, my friend's brother wanted mm. to end his life. Oh. And um, he just called her. And fortunately, I, I really thank God I was in the room. Mm. He just called her and said, you know, whatever happens, I love you. And he had once attempted um, suicide. So... It was one of those cases where I just watched her crumble. She was crying as if he was already dead. Mm. And I just took courage. I took the phone, went on the phone with him. I told him, I tried this. Yeah. It doesn't work. It doesn't, the pain doesn't end because you're leaving people grieving your life, your death, actually. You know, it doesn't end things. And I tried convincing him. Until this day, he's alive. Wow. I don't know if he still has suicidal thoughts, but it's worth the try. So I think I have that person who doesn't mind, you know, getting a call at 3 a.m. I wouldn't mind. Mm -hmm. If you have my number, call me at 3 a.m. I'm having suicidal thoughts. If you're within walking distance, I can even come to wherever you are. We talk about things. Because, yes, because life is worth living. It might not seem like that today. But, you know, God always gives us beautiful ashes. I, 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 I promise you. I've been there. I've tried ending things. It really doesn't end the pain. Rather, it just transfers the pain to your family that's going to lose you. So if you have anything you're going to talk about it, if it's about relationships, give yourself time. You know, in this generation, there's always pressure. You know, umjolo, you know, dating and whatnot. <laughs> Get rid of that pressure because you're not dating for people. If you feel that like you can't be in a relationship at all, stop. Leave it like that. Have friends around you, you know, to distract you from the pressures of relationships. If you feel like you've had a traumatic past, I still remember I was single for a whole two years and it was intentionally. I told myself I'm not going to date anyone because I'm toxic by myself. Not in an offensive way, but when you've been through trauma, you're toxic because every fight is just going to reflect from your past, which really isn't fair on the person you're dating. Yeah. So if you're having any trauma, take a break. Even if you're going to work, they nowadays they're very mental health conscious. If you see that at work, I'm not even productive or at school, I'm not even productive, take a break. Even when I came to school, my mom would always tell me, if you're going through something that week and you feel like, you're in class and you're not hearing anything. Rather, don't go to school. Stay in your room, deal with yourself, and come back strong. So yeah, that's what I think. That's my advice. Thank you very much. Yeah. I'm pretty sure our followers really got a lot from you. Mm -hmm. Right? Thank you very much, guys, for staying on the watch. And uh, we appreciate for the openness, the honesty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. So guys, this marks the end of our show today. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. See you all.